Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Daniel, chapter 2. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Now tune in because it's very, very important here. Daniel tells him the dream. Remember, the others couldn't tell him the dream. Does that not strike you as a little odd? That someone knows your dreams? Daniel's able to tell him the dream. And then he's going to tell him the interpretation. Watch. Look at verse 31. Look at verse 30. If you're there, say amen. You, O king, here's the, here's the dream. You, O king, were watching, and behold, a great image. This great image, whose splendor was so excellent, stood before you, and its form was what, saints? Awesome. This image head was of fine gold. Underline that. Its chest and arms of silver. Underline that. Its belly and thighs of bronze. Underline that. Its legs of iron, underline that. Its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You guessed it, underline that. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands, underline that, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. And then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the dream. Now we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. Now notice that. This is the dream. Daniel describes a dream to the king. He says, King, you saw a huge, splendid, awesome image that had a head of gold, chest of and arms of silver, belly, thighs, bronze, or brass, Legs were iron, feet and toes are a mixture of iron and partly clay. And then Daniel says, King, you watched a stone that was not cut with hands rolling down and it hit the image in the feet and it crashed it and it destroyed it. And suddenly the stone becomes a great mountain that fills the whole earth. And then in verse 36, this is the dream. Verse 37, here is the interpretation. You, O king, are a king of kings. For the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And wherever the children of men dwell, or the beasts of the field and the birds of the heaven, he has given them into your hand, and he has made you ruler over them all. Underline this, you are the head of gold. This is good, but not too quick. But, in verse 39, after you shall arise 
another kingdom inferior to yours, then a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over all the earth, and the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron, inasmuch as iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything, and like iron that crushes, that kingdom will break in pieces and crush all the others. Whereas you saw the feet and the toes partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, yet the strength of the iron shall be in it. Just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of man. Underline that. But they will not adhere to one another just as iron does not mix with clay. And in these days, underline that verse 44 of these kings, the God of heaven will set up the kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. And then in verse 45, inasmuch as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands and that it broke in pieces, the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what shall come to pass after this. The dream is certain and its interpretation is almost sure. Interpretation is what, saints? Sure. Now, stay with me. Got your brain on? Raise your right hand if you got your brain on. Okay, your other right there, sir. (laughs) Chapter 2 of Daniel. I like to call it the big kahuna of Bible prophecy. That's just my little thing. It really is. It's the prophetic book of all books. Notice each of the four areas, the head, the chest and arms, the belly, thighs, and the legs and feet. And then you want to note the four metals. Did you see that? Gold, silver, brass, iron. And all of these metals, notice, they regress or they lessen in value. Silver is less than gold. Brass is less than silver. Iron is less than brass. So they lessen in value. And in these four metals, we have a picture of world history in advance. Major, huge, powerful empires is what we have here. Now, what we're about to talk about cannot be refuted. What I'm about to say cannot be argued. If you study world history, you will come to the same conclusions that what we are about to talk about is 100% has happened to the T. And it's so accurate, that's why the critics don't believe that chapter 2 could have been written by someone before it happened. It's that accurate. Here's the interpretation. Verse 37 and 38. Daniel says, you, King Nebuchadnezzar, are the head of gold. Now, Nebuchadnezzar was the ruler of the Babylonian Empire. You know that. And the empire lasted to 605 B.C. to 538 B.C. And it was an absolute monarchy. In other words, the king's word was law. If the king said it, 
That settles it, period, no argument. It was absolute monarchy. The Babylonian Empire was the most powerful empire known to man, and that is why it is gold, and that is why it's the head. Notice Daniel says, you have been given power, strength, and glory, but, Daniel says, that's all going to change. And it did all change in 539 B.C. Verse 39 in your Bibles, the next kingdom to rise up was the Medo-Persian Empire. It is a double empire. That's why it has the arms of silver. Daniel says, King, you're the head of gold. But the empire that's coming after you is not going to be so powerful. It's going to be a constitutional monarchy, which means that King Cyrus and King Darius had written the law. They had written law that they had to go by. It's a constitutional monarchy. And then notice, you want to take note, the third kingdom to rise. Verse 39 again. That would be what, saints? Do you know? The what? The Grecian Empire or the Greek Empire. And who was its leader? Alexander the Great. This kingdom lasted from 330 B.C. to 63 B.C. Alexander the Great, he is really a great character study. This guy was something else. He was crazy. I mean, he was just a nut. He conquered, although he was a military genius, he conquered the whole known world by the age of 33. And then we find him crying like a baby and saying that there are no more walls to conquer. And so he threw a party, got drunk, walked back to his tent in the rain, got back to his tent and told his guards don't disturb me. And weeks later, they finally come in and they find him dead of pneumonia. This guy had parties that were unspeakable. I can't tell you the things that he has done and the things that he partook in. Very, very nuts, but a military genius. The Greeks were even less powerful. There was a group of men or a ruling council in charge of the kingdom, does anyone know what kind of government that would be? We talked about a monarchy. We talked about a constitutional monarchy. And what kind of government would that be where there's ruling of men? What is that? An oligarchy. This is an oligarchy. That was the Grecian Empire's governmental structure under the leadership of Alexander the Great, an oligarchy. That would be the image of the belly and the thighs made of bronze. And then in verse 40, then comes the Iron Kingdom. Now, who can tell me what empire that would be? What would that be? The Roman Empire, exactly. And you want to notice there are two legs. Why? Because the Roman Empire split in two. Rome and Constantinople or the Byzantine Empire, it was iron. It was brutal. It was bloody and a powerful empire because it crushed everything in its way. There was no empire in world history that crushed its enemies like Rome did. The Romans weren't satisfied to take a country. 
They slaughtered them and crushed people so they would never think about rebelling. And the Romans had limited democracy, which is less powerful than an oligarchy. And so notice the medals. Now listen, listen, listen. Notice the medals are diminishing in value. Why? Because the power is diminishing of these rulers. And then notice the image. Did you see that? The image ends with feet and toes that are mixed with iron and clay, and iron and clay doesn't hold together. There will be a kind of strength in this kingdom, but it will also be fragile. And so these four kingdoms, we don't hear any other kingdoms to rise after them. But it is interesting. Write this date down. Go do your homework on all this. Get the CD and then go do your homework. Search the scriptures to see if these things are so. Search history to see if these things are so. May 14th, 1948. Sound familiar? That was the day that Israel became a nation. Two years later, May 9th, 1950, six nations come together in the city of Rome and they form a treaty and they start a new resurrected Roman Empire. You probably know it as the revived Roman Empire. And it has extensions or its legs would be Rome. They call themselves the Big Ten. Why? Because the goal was always to have 10 nations. Today, it is known as the European community. You know that. And from these nations, get this, the Antichrist, we talked about it in our study in Revelation, the Antichrist will rise from these 10 nations and, 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 then, and he will mix with them for three and a half years, but then look at your Bibles again in verse 43. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men. That would be the Antichrist, but they will not adhere to one another just as iron does not mix with clay. So the Antichrist for the first three and a half years, there's an image there. I wanted to give you a visual of what we've been talking about. The Antichrist will mingle with Israel for the first three and a half years, promising peace. Don't you remember? You can ask people in Israel today, walk the street, ask them, what are you waiting for? They will tell you the one who is able to bring peace. They are waiting for the one who is able to bring peace to the Middle East. It is at the three and a half year point that the Antichrist who is mingling will separate. He will change at that three and a half year point. And then, if you will, excuse me, all hell breaks loose literally in the book of Revelation. A confederation of nations will come from the east and cross the Euphrates River, and it's going to be a brutal, bloody battle. And then notice Daniel says, King, you saw a stone that was cut out of the mountains without hands, and it crushed all the kingdoms. Now, this stone has come to end all human, earthly rule on the earth. Who do you think that would be? See, you're all Bible scholars. I knew it. Over and over and over and over again in the scriptures, the Bible talks to us about Jesus, who is 
The Rock. Not like The Rock in Hollywood. Bigger, better, better looking. Our Jesus is. Amen, saints? He's The Rock. 1 Corinthians, taking notes, 1 Corinthians 1.23, to the Jews, he is a stone of stumbling. And it is interesting, to this day, the Jewish people still stumble over Jesus being The Rock. To this day. Psalm 118, verse 22, Isaiah 28, verse 16, both refer to Jesus as the chief cornerstone. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 6, therefore it is also contained in the scriptures. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, He is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and what saints? A rock of offense. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 21, verse 42, Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in your eyes. And then in verse 44 of that same chapter, whoever falls on this stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. In other words, simple as this, Jesus is the precious stone. And if you fall on him and acknowledge him as your Lord and as your savior, as your master, as your king, then you will be broken. Your heart will be broken and you will be saved. But if you refuse and resist him like the revived Roman Empire and the Roman Empire, The stone is still coming, but it's going to crush you. So you're either broken before him or broken by him. Mm. Broken before him or crushed and broken by him. You can fall on the stone or the stone will fall on you. Interesting. And the Roman Empire, led by the Antichrist, will not fall on the stone. So the stone is going to fall on them. And then it, the stone, will become a mountain. And at the end of the tribulation, you know this, Jesus will come back to conquer the earth at the battle of Armageddon. The nations will be gathered together against him to battle. And Jesus got the victory. He's going to wipe them out just like the stone strikes the feet of the image and shatters it and wipes it out. And then he will set up an earthly kingdom wherein dwells righteousness for a thousand years. John tells us in the book of Revelation and therein he saw a new heaven and a new earth. I'm telling you, don't you see the span of history from the time of Daniel to the end of the age is what chapter two is all about. Now, let me just quickly address this. Stay with me. Quickly address this huge problem in the church, huge false teaching going on in the church. It's known as dominion theology or reconstruction theology or Christian reconstructionism. 
Have you ever heard of that? Raise your hand if if anybody's ever heard of it. Good. That's just a few. So the rest of you, I'm going to tell you what it's all about and then stay away from it. Okay. Dominion theology. It teaches a lot of Christians are saying this, that we are going to bring the kingdom back by changing America and changing the world. And this kingdom is coming slowly as we become more powerful Christians heresy. That's heretical. Did you read it? You, of course you read it in your Bibles. Did you notice the stone didn't come to convert the kingdom? The stone came to crush the kingdom. The stone didn't come to convert the kingdom, but to crush the kingdom. And when the stone comes, it comes Quickly, did you notice that? Boom, all, at, all of a sudden, all the empires are shattered. And then notice the stone was not cut with hands. It doesn't say it's the hands of the body of Christ changing the world. It's Jesus coming, and we don't need to give him a hand and help him out. He don't need your help. If he needs your help, we're all in trouble. <laughs> so, so, don't you see? Don't you see? This is why there's no need for Christians to get all wrapped up and tied up in what's going on politically. Ouch. Or amen. No need. Why? Because the Lord's going to crush it all anyway. Now, am I saying be irresponsible in your voting, irresponsible in your community, irresponsible in the country? No, that's not what I'm saying. But don't let those kinds of things divide the body of Christ. The media is doing plenty of that by itself. And we're not going to bring Jesus back by taking over the world. That's not what the Bible says. Jesus is going to come back, might I add, when he is good and ready. That's deep theology in there. He's coming back when he's good and ready, man. And then in verse 46 through 49, read this in your own time. Nebuchadnezzar, he's blown away. And he's recognized that Daniel's God was the God of gods. But notice he doesn't say, your God is now my God. He doesn't say that. He did advance Daniel in the kingdom. And Daniel said, don't forget about my buddies. But Daniel was above them, and he sat in the gate of the king in verse 49. But then notice, let me just draw your attention to one last thing. Look at verse 45, the end of verse 45. Got to read it again. This dream is certain, and its interpretation is what, saints? It is sure. Aren't you glad that Oh, what I would have given to be a fly on the wall, standing there, Nebuchadnezzar, he's probably like, he didn't know what to say. If I'd have been Daniel, I'd have said, would you like some help getting that chin off the floor there? You know, I can't believe it. This is the interpretation, and it is sure. I'm so glad Daniel didn't say, is that right? Am I right on the button, King? Am I near right? He he didn't say that. He said, this dream is certain and its interpretation 
sure. Now, here's the interesting thing. If God can prophesy of the past, in the past, with this kind of accuracy about the future, you got to hear me. When he says, I am coming back someday, he's coming back. You should clap your hands, would you? The Lord's coming back. When he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody, not anybody, can come to the Father except through me, then that is the truth. If we serve a God who can know this much way back then, don't you think? Don't you think you should humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so that he can exalt you before the stone crushes you? Don't you think? Awesome. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.